Assalamu alaikum and welcome to a new episode of the Habibis. Three game developers drinking good Arab tea. My name is Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. And I'm Osama Darius. And I am Fauzi Mesmar. Wow, that went well, despite us not actually discussing who's going to go in what order. Yeah, I, I figured I'd do it <laughs> yeah. a one-second rule. I'd pause for a sec, and if I don't hear him unmuting, I'm going to go for it. It worked right. out. And then if Fauzi had the same rule, it would have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> terrible indeed. This is how we usually do podcasting. It was like we give one second pause, then we all speak at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it works better that way. Uh-huh. We speak over BBs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found the title for our episode. Yeah, <laughs> speak over BBs. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> one day minute, you don't know where we're going from here. I, I never know where we're going, which is kind of the beauty of this whole podcast. I think. love it. It's chaos. This is the episode. This is the top fifteen Habibi that... episode titles of yeah. all time. I love think it. so. Which uh, which would be a great segue if I wasn't just gonna say that I've missed you too. Uh, uh, I miss you too, Habibi. Miss it's... both of you. It's been the list of the top 15 people I miss. You are number one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we made it high. I'm happy. I'm going to get a t shirt with that. Yeah, you you both share number one. We'll share the same t shirt. We'll get a a really big t shirt. (laughs) A very tall, a very big. Yeah, that's it. It's a tent, really. It's not a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a tarp, a Habibi tent. (laughs) I love it. This word is so versatile. You can just put pretty much anything in, in somewhere in the word Habibi and it still works. It's kind of great. It's perfect. We it's need to, so to brand with that all over. <laughs> not sure I want to, but okay. We could consider it. It'll probably go terrible in some way, shape, or form with some words, but we, which you know is what? the point, right? Oh, no, okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough of them. There'll be maybe one or two good ones. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> if you make like fifty, maybe. Perfect. I mean, if it, I it's like about, those odds. If it's about beach, you can go like Habit B. That yeah. totally works. Habit B. Oh, no. that is so good and awful at the same time. I love it. I like it. I like it. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to glad to be back. How have you been? How have things been? How's life been? It's a new year. Yes, it's 2022. It is. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Also, we survived. Everybody listening, we we did survive another year. Um, yes. How how was your New Year's? How are things? Well, my twenty like to keep it as brief as possible. My 2022 was a was a really good one. I rebuilt myself. I'm very public about like I, I suffered a burnout and I left game design for a while to recu- recuperate. And it worked better than expected, faster than expected. And I'm back now in a game design job. I, I have the urge and the desire to create. And in my spare time, I picked up some side projects, which is, which is a thing that would have been unheard of last year. And I'm doing so many things and I'm super happy. So for me, 2022 was a good year of recovery. And uh, I'm very hopeful for 2023 and what it will bring. I'm so, so happy good to, to hear, hear that. Yeah. Thank you, babies. You're a big part of that, honestly. No. Speaking to you. Every week, inshallah, <laughs> has, <laughs> has helped tremendously. I look it's forward the breaks to it in then. between that help more. It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
He didn't say that. He didn't say that. No he comment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, of course not. That's not true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see um, how it is. What about Let's you, Fozzy? Yeah, 2022 was a very uh, exciting year for me, especially given that it was like a year when we kind of went back to normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it's it's. Um, I was thinking about that over New Year's Eve. You know, like back in March, we were still like you know lockdowns and stuff, and uh, yeah. you can't go anywhere without making sure that you're, you know, like you still maintain like common sense. But like it was, you know, it was still like pandemic uh, days, and it was still in this year, and it's almost hard to remember considering like how closer to normality we are now. Yeah, and hopefully we stay there. In, in Canada, the, the government is expected to call the pandemic into an endemic now. So, yes. you know, that to make it official, it hasn't happened yet, but that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of other countries have already, you know, gone that route. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I remain very hopeful that this is a trend because enough people got vac- vaccinated and were careful yeah. that, you know, it's, it's working. Exactly. Out. So, you know, it makes me happy, you know, like, because uh, I could hang out with friends and family as much as I want, <laughs> yeah. for how long I want, and I can hug people again, which is something I miss. Yes. And I got to see you folk uh, in real life. And we that, did was, the, that was amazing. We did one, one of these in real life, that was a highlight for me. It was really cool for me to like, you know, to go back into life because... Um, you know, like I've done a lot of things, uh, even like uh, professionally um, over the past uh, three years, but a lot of them, I did them while I'm in my sweatpants in my living room. You know what I mean? So right. like, yeah. I never like came face to face with the output of the stuff that I like, you know, seeing seeing my games on the shelves, you know, talk to people who played my games, uh, meeting some of my students that I've never met in real life. Um, especially those shy ones that had their cameras off the whole time. Right, so, right. so uh, it was like this moment of me going back into life and be greeted back with like, you know, the stuff that I did virtually that for a long period of time felt that I was just speaking into the void. It was actually reaching people somewhere and like, yeah. you know, getting to see those people in real life has been uh, tremendous. So, Incredible. Uh, so 2022 was for me like a series of highlights just based off of that alone if not like for a lot of other things that happened you know big game came out uh, this year game did really well super proud of it uh yeah so all, on that. that's a big the, deal <laughs> thank you so much Habib. so all set up for like a really cool 2023 to come so i'm very excited about it that's not super good yeah 2023 is gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting year isn't it yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The uh, for Lots me, there's a, there's a lot of like sort of like growth and and like looking forward that I want to be doing in the year. So I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about what's coming. I think up. Also, also like this year for you, Rami, it's a it's a full year with a license. So like you know, last year you I'm had so the excited. license halfway, right? So yep. <laughs> no, you can I break mean, your air record easily. I've been trying to fly every every day of the year so far, but so far the weather has not been good. But mm. yeah, uh, I'm already looking at um, sort of where I want to continue with this, and I, I've sort of made the decision that I, I want to see if I can continue to a commercial license. Um, nice. Which means that I would be able to, you know, make money uh, flying. But most importantly, it would mean that I could 
become a flight instructor. That's awesome. Wow, wow. what a direction. That's incredible. So I'm actually kind of excited about that because I love teaching. And, you know, like I, a lot of people around me have started their aviation journey in the past few months just from watching me do it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who sort of like had that dream or, or had that hope in their life have just sort of like gone at it. Like I, I talked to two other people that started as sort of like their New Year's resolution mm-hmm. on their aviation, uh, wow. their aviation story. And I, it's just so exciting. Dude, you uh, made me think of it, and I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> <laughs> we should go fly sometime, yeah. Fellas. I've flown Osama already, but like, yes, yeah, yeah. and I've flown well, you too briefly. That's and, true, and, and you, you also only regretted it a little bit. <laughs> he also knows dive which is, <laughs> which is not what I want. Yeah, but uh, it was on my was... bucket list. It's done now. <laughs> nose dive with Rami. <laughs> oh, nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> nailed it! Um, but um, uh, yeah, we should go fly sometime, you fellas. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, man. Good, I'm good. down. Um, that said, there's also a lot of 2022 to look back at, and even more so, there's a lot of 2022 to look back at in terms of games, because I think it's time for our yearly recap of the best video games of the year. What a segue! <sighs> like oh, the standing, standing ovation, like covering my hands in butter, and just. <laughs> <laughs> Just clapping. We will never on on this podcast. We will never have a clean transition because we can't not call it out. There will never be just like we're going to talk about this now because we always have to talk about the segue first. And I I love love it. it. I I need to acknowledge it. It's it's, it's so well done. (laughs) Perfect. Good. But you're right, Rami. It is this time of the year. It is that time of the year, isn't it? Yes, and how do we do this this year? Because last year it was chaos. Do we? It was free chaos. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Let's aim for organized chaos. And All right. Then get yeah. kind of chaos. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I, I made well. a list. I think all of us made a list of fifteen games. Yes. yes. We're gonna get try and get it down to ten, and we have about an hour to do it max. We got this. I believe hmm. in us. So, uh, so we're looking <laughs> at uh, a, a Google sheet. Yes. Uh, in which, like, each one of us has their column. We're going to put, like, our uh, our 15 games each, I guess. And yeah. then the three of us are going to discuss which ones make the make it out of the, the 15 each of every column. We're going to see which one of those make it to the Habibis joint column. I think that's the Habibis the top 10 list. So we take turns, we each put in and say out loud our top 15 from the bottom up, I assume, so that mm-hmm. you know, we create anticipation. And then we look yeah. at what's in common and have an argument discussion uh, sounds, at the end. Sounds really sounds good, good to me. Let's do it. Who starts? Rami, you're the host. You call it. So we're going to go from... We're gonna go from fifteen to one. Shall shall we just shall we just each of us list number fifteen and then okay. each of us list number fourteen and we'll start with Fozy, then we'll go Samuel, then we'll go me. Yeah, All right. let's do that. All right, All right. Fozy, your number fifteen. My number fifteen is Gotham Knights. Gotham Ooh. Knights. Okay, I'll 
I'll, I'll, I'll do the. I'll, you do the typing. That's okay. You do the typing. Yeah, yeah I do the typing. Should I okay. should should I say why it's on my list as we're doing it, or should uh, we save that to the fighting afterwards? You know what? One sentence. One sentence. Yeah. It's co-op Batman. <laughs> you know what? That's a good sentence. That's, that's that's I like I like that sentence a lot. <laughs> my number fifteen is Rogue Tower. Rogue Tower it was really addictive. Okay, um, I'm gonna you can't be the use most... that same sentence for any other game. True, true, <laughs> but this one that was what it was. It was really fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry, you guys. Uh, my number 15 is Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. <laughs> wow, it's not higher? I'm impressed. It was higher on the list last year, I think. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and for that Lots reason, I'm putting, it, I'm putting it a little lower. It was a really good year. Is this in terms the one with the horse? No, that was last year. That was last year. Uh, but no, an incredible, incredible evolution on an already incredibly well-working game. Uh, that, that's really why I put that on there. That's pretty cool. All right, number 14. Number 14 for me is High on Life. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my sentence is, I like Rick and Morty. I like FPS games. This one's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that works. Totally works. All right. My number 14 is Dome Keeper. Oh, Dome Keeper. Yeah, it's a very interesting mix of uh, action and exploration. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Mm. It really was. It is interesting indeed. Number 14 for me was uh, Monkey Island. Oh, yeah. I, Return of Monkey Island. I, that, there was no way they could live up to expectations, and they lived up to expectations. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay, number 13. Fuzzy. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Okay. I had forgotten about that, but that is very good. Yeah. It's a very good game. Also co-op. Mm-hmm. It's it's Turtles, uh Turtles in Time made for the modern gamer. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mine is King of Fighters 15. The first fighting game of our of our of our list. <laughs> Maybe the last. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, um, really solid gameplay that you expect from the series, and uh, really enjoyed it. Amazing. Uh, number thirteen for me is Hyper Demon. What is Hyper Demon? I don't even know Hyper this Demon. game. Oh, you don't know the Hyper Demon? Do you remember a few years ago there was this really fast sort of demonic? Ooh, I know the Hyper Demon demonic first person shooter yeah I it was remember. called devil daggers yes i remember devil yes. Daggers. yes it's the sequel to devil daggers oh i didn't even know this came out okay gotta check it out very good uh, but yeah my my one sentence pitch is it's the sequel to devil daggers it's <laughs> a good sentence <laughs> that's <Beautiful>. it <laughs> my number 12 is pokemon legends arceus Arceus, 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 Arceus. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the open world Pokemon game I dreamed of in my childhood. Oh, that, look, yeah. love it! All right, I'm up. Metal Hellsinger. Yeah. Very so that choice. was my number twelve. Uh, excellent, simple concept done well. Yeah. 
Yeah, Metal Hill Singer. That was good. Uh, I also have a music game at 12. Ooh. Mm. Trombone Champ. Oh, I love that game. Which is a joke and a punchline as a video game. I love it. They keep on well, giving. It, we don't have any duplicates three yet. Hours in. We don't have duplicates yet. No, wow. no, okay. no, like I said, it was a really good game for, year for games. It, it was, it yeah. was. But I think we're going to start on, on duplicates soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Number 11 for me is Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. It's nice. um, an interactive uh, chronicle of a video game museum, is how I describe it. Okay. 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 Like it. Mine is Rogue Legacy 2. It's Rogue Legacy 1, but more. <laughs> but 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more. Added yeah. a lot of new classes, a lot of new choices. Well, I think we're going to start on the first one that is going to get... Oh, no, wait. It's the second one that's going to get duplications because one of the games that's in here, I have on my list too. Okay. But um, my number 11 is Elden Ring. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, definitely going to get a duplication on that one. I would be shocked if not having listened to you to do these episodes this year. <laughs> Your one sentence um, about Elden Ring? I mean, there's nobody has ever made anything like it, and I, I'm not sure anybody will ever do that again. Mm-hmm. That's a good sentence to describe. Yeah. yeah. My number. Hey, 10. we're now in the top ten. Top, top ten. 10. Kind of feel okay. like we need like background music for this, but okay. Drum roll. Yeah. Drum roll. Not every Drum time. Roll. We have like we literally have like thirty <laughs> more games that are gonna get listed. Let's <laughs> let's true. not start with the drum rolls yet. Can can we have a final countdown but played on trombone chap? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. My number ten is neon white. Neon okay. white. It is uh speed running the game. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Uh, mine is Cult of the Lamb. It's uh, exceptional ludonarrative harmony. Wow. You really had to brag on that one, didn't you? <laughs> You're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for the. I'm just gonna go for the full on, just like 100. percent So let them know. It. Why yeah. not? <laughs> just gonna let them know that I also teach game design. Like, mm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be well, articulate on my next one. I'll show you. Oh, all right, you bring it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For me, number 10, Metal Hellsinger. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, some duplication. First duplicate? Yep. It's yep. the first duplicate. And yeah, no, like Metal Doom. Yep. I mean, yeah. that shouldn't be possible, but somehow somebody made Doom more metal than Doom. Yep. And pulled <laughs> it off. Yeah. Nice. Number nine. My number nine is Norco. Okay. Such a good game. Norco is a deep resonance of human condition and sophistication of a sentence. The stuff of the law. In Louisiana. <laughs> oh my god, I can't top that. I'm not even going to You can't. No, and that was another episode of Tabi. <laughs> <laughs> all right my number nine is horizon forbidden west it was beautiful 
That's mm. it. <laughs> Keep That's it short. My number nine was Neon White. Yeah, okay. implications. And yeah, no, just speedrunning the game is such a good summary of it. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is so smooth for how many complex systems are happening there that just the design on that game must have been really complicated and I really respect what they pulled off there. Fair. That's cool. Number eight. Need for Speed Unbound. Oh, I haven't played that one. Need for Speed Unbound. It's um if you if you like Burnout Paradise, it's it's Burnout Paradise with a graffiti edgy stylish look. Yeah. And and police chasing you around. I like, I like all it. of those things. I feel like I should play this. Yep. Um all right, and going on top of that one, I have Stacklands. Aww. Uh, <laughs> almost made it to my list actually. With a with a little with a little pun thrown in there because it's stacked on top of yours. Uh yeah, Stackland <laughs> is an accessible, engaging city builder done in a way I never would have imagined possible. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. Elegant. Elegant, absolutely. Number eight for me, God of War Ragnarok. Ooh. Ooh. Good one. Which yeah. It was never going to live up to God of War, and it didn't, but it didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Number seven. For me, it's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, did you finish it? I got the 110 hours in. So you're almost at the end of the tutorial. Almost. I still get tutorials sometimes. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> God, that game. Uh, I think even after forty hours, I was still getting like you know new systems coming. Right, in. right. Yeah, it's awesome. an it's an epic RPG of uh, on on every single way you look at it. Yeah, of epic proportions. Right? Epic proportions. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, my number seven is Midnight Suns. Midnight a, Suns. Yeah, it was Marvel's Midnight Suns. I think is a full yeah. title. Uh, late entry, I played it. I'm a huge XCOM fan and a huge Marvel fan, so of course I love this game. Yeah, my number seven might be a little controversial, and it it, it might not even fully count. But for my number seven, I have Wordle. I think it counts. Good, it's Wordle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Wordle is going to be your, in your top ten three years in a row now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it in my last year? I don't remember anymore. Like it was last year was last year. All right. Let's well, it's definitely in it this year again because you know, like they, there's been a few tiny tweaks to it. It was obviously bought by a new company, but mm-hmm. um, it has stayed good. And now I can't like JavaScript source all the possible words anymore, so that helps. Oh. Too. Okay, <laughs> that works. Cool. Number Bell-G. six. Number, Number six. six for me is Trey. Okay. It's a it's a 3D platformer where you're a cat exploring a cyberpunk walled city that is mainly inhabited with robots. We're gonna have such a hard time turning this into ten games. Yeah, this is gonna. I'm be watching good. this. It's like the, we're just almost everything is different. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it'll be fun. We'll figure it out. We'll figure My it out. My number six is Overwatch Two. Um, Ooh. 
so they basically have made a huge update, and I'm a big fan of the gameplay changes that they made. Okay. Okay. Do we, do we, uh, yeah, you know what? Okay. It's good. Number six. Uh, for me, The Case of the Golden Idol. Oh, which... I haven't played that one. I won't oh, either. You two should absolutely play that because I feel both of you would love this game. Um, okay. You play a detective solving murders in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, or solving deaths in the in the 1800s or the 18th century, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's really, really, really clever. Okay, um, I just added it to my wish list. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'll buy it this evening. Yep, it's good. Nice. Number five. Rami, I hope you have this one on yours coming up. It's uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I can, cannot command. I cannot confirm or deny. You, you yeah. shouldn't confirm or deny. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know mentioned that I have hope. <laughs> uh, you play as Kirby and you can almost swallow a car in this one. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do swallow a car. <laughs> Not completely. But the, the wheels are still sticking out. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> this is fair. All right. My number five is TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh, Ooh. duplicates. Yeah. Duplicates. And I just realized <laughs> that we both wrote it wrong. It's TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we no one needed to know that this summer. Oops, oops, I <laughs> Okay, we'll cut that in post. <laughs> I mean, where I am absolutely not doing any editing work on this <laughs> yeah, episode. No. This is going live exactly as it is. I'm sorry. Yep. Perfect. perfect. Teenage, yep. nin- teenage Ninja Mutant Mutants. Turtles. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> My number five then, Stacklands. And honestly, oh. nothing to add on top of what Osama said. Just the cleverest little oh, city builder. Nothing to st- add on top. I love it. You don't, you don't want to stack on your Do comment? You? <laughs> Listen, I had, to, I had to go for it. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> number four, Return to Monkey Island. Oh, another double. Well, we're yeah. starting to see a little bit of overlap. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. It, it's going to make at least the top five easier, hopefully. I, I have a feeling that we'll have one game shared between us in the top three, but I'm not sure yet. Let's find out. We'll see. We'll see. But the, the gang is back for one more squash-buckling adventure. Right. Ooh, love it. Good sentence. Good sentence. <laughs> My number four is God of War Ragnarok. Um, absolutely love the cinematic combat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. And also the oh, you know what we'll discuss it later. Number four for me, tunic. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, a very good mystery adventure game where there's more mystery than you would think. Mm. Number three, top three. Now we get a drum roll. Now we three. Nine. I still don't have a drum roll. Oh, <laughs> half a drum. Trombone, trombone roll. <laughs> 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 it's Marvel Snap. Wow, beautiful. Love it. Marvel Love Snap. It. Uh, it's one of the best collectible card games I've played in a long time. My number three is Vampire Survivors. It was... I, I did not expect it to hook me so much, but it did. <laughs> 
my number three is Vampire Survivors. I didn't it to hook me so much, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, déjà vu. <laughs> Love it. Number two. God of War Ragnarok. It would have been so funny if you had <laughs> Vampire Survivors at number two. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just like, kind of part of me was hoping, but <laughs> I, I think it's sad. one of the most cine, cine, cinematic games of the year. Yes, absolutely. My number two is Marvel Snap. One of the best collectible card games I've ever played. <laughs> my number two. It's so good. It's so my good. number two is Marvel Snap. One of wow. the best <laughs> card games I've ever played. Did, did you guys hear that I made it in the top 100? I ranked super, super, super I saw. high. Yes. I saw. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Now Ooh, the number well, one. Now, number we get one. now you get a drum roll. Now drum you get a drum roll. roll. I don't know where a drum roll is, but you have a drum roll. <laughs> I hear it. Um, yeah. It is Elden Ring. It. Yes. Elden Ring. Yes. Elden Ring is probably one of the best games ever made. My number one is also Elden Ring. Uh, it's an it's a masterpiece, absolutely a masterpiece. I'm playing it for the third time. I shouldn't, but I am. Taking <laughs> away your Marvel Snap time, right? My, no- <laughs> my number one is one of the only games I could think of where I could go like, "That's a better game than Elden Ring." It was a very late entry. It is not entirely fair, but it's Dwarf Fortress. Oh, wow. Why Ooh. is that not fair? Because it's, it's been totally out fair. for like 15 years as well. <laughs> but <laughs> the new version obviously has like a graphical interface and it just makes it makes Dwarf Fortress into something that anybody can play. Yes. And honestly, I think something that everybody should play. I have not played the new one. I'll definitely give it a try. Okay, so we yeah. have our lists. We have a list. We have a bunch of uh, very few things in common. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna color all the things we have in common real quick. Yeah. So that's a good we idea. all have Elden Ring. Yes. Yep. So and Elden Ring have, is on the three list. Yeah, and we all have Marvel Snap. Uh, let me just color. Let me just color the yep. things that all three of us have. Marvel Snap. All three of us have Marvel Snap. And I think that's it. And no, then three of us have uh, God of War. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. So we also... have uh, uh, two neon white. We do have two neon whites. Two we also have Ninja Turtles twice. Yeah. And we have Return to Monkey Island twice as well. Yeah. Return to Monkey Island. And Fauzi, I will say Kirby and the Forgotten Land would have totally made it if it wasn't for so many other good games this year. Yeah, I know. It's wild. Yeah. What a I, year. I have another list of like 15 right. games that could have yeah. been in the top 15 yeah. somewhere, right? It's really hard to decide at the end. All right, let's it was see. Such a good year for games. It really was. It didn't feel like it throughout the year. And then you look at the end of the year, you look back and you're like, oh, okay. Um, good. So the are, game are these games? Are these ten games? Uh, let me see. Marvel Snap, God of War. Uh, the sort of four games that have three votes are Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap, God of War. Uh, sorry, I already have God of War. <laughs> so the three yeah. games with three with three votes. Yeah. yeah. Then for the two votes, we have Vampire Survivors, 
Return to Monkey Island. Uh, Teenage Lines. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. <laughs> Stack Lines. And Metal Health Metal Singer. Health Singer. And Neon White. Oh, and Neon White. That's right. So Vampires. That's nine. Oh, yeah, we have that. So those are nine. nine. And then we can nine argue over games. the tenth one. Right. So, yeah, we're fighting over the tenth one. And maybe over some of the other ones. And the order of the other ones, right? Because I think, does does each of us has like one or two games in their list where they're like, actually, I really want to make a case for these ones? Yes. Uh, I want to, so yeah, I do have at least one that I think needs to be. So for both of us, for all of us, we're 20 minutes in approximately. For each of us, pick two games that don't make it in this list of nine. The list of nine is Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap, Vampire Survivors, Return to Monkey Island, TSB Ninja Turtles, Stacklands, Metal Hellsinger, and Neon White. Two games from our list and make an argument. Okay. I'm going to color For each mine. of those games, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to color them in red. I did the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like Just Habibi from another mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. Uh, let's let's take turns. Fauzi, you go first. I, I'm still like you know double, doubting myself, but never mind. The one I'm absolutely uh, you know really want to you know fight for is Norco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I I uh, I think I spoke about this on the podcast before, but I want to talk about this more. I've never played anything like this game before. Like it 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 it. I think like the closest genre to it is an act and a point and click uh, adventure game. Mm-hmm. But the more you spend time with it, the more you realize that it's so much more than this. So it's like it's set in a fictionalized uh, version of Norco, which is a city in Louisiana, and um, the developers um, geography of robots, uh, which is this is their first game, by the way. Uh, they create this surreal tale that starts off as like you know a detective journalism kind of adventure of you know this this person looking for their uh, mother mm-hmm. and then like you know to, they untie their personal relationship to this town this town that is heavily um, affected by this like industrial um, complex. And uh, like a, a, a big company, kind of like damaging this um, uh, this this little town in so many ways. And the more you dig into this uh, multi-layered story, the more you unravel more and more things about uh, the social political issues that uh, this town is facing, the characters that they're grossing, and then it gets more and more surreal. This game really goes places, yeah. and um, from a narrative point of view, like the. Where the story goes is is phenomenal. I I it's <laughs> I haven't seen something like this in such a long time, and yeah, them this is their first game. It blows my mind. That's incredible. I it's, need to buy um, it. It's been on my wish list since you recommended it. There are just too many games. I don't have enough time. Yeah, it, it, it is really, really, really good. Like I, I honestly like Norco would have made it to my list so easily um but i just there was so much good i mean it was it was the game that that sort of stood as like the the antithesis to trombone champ for me (laughs) (laughs) but i think i really needed laughter in 2022 yeah 
and trombone champ was just it was a good joke and a good punchline yeah. uh, as a video game and you just don't see that very often either but like norco and trombone champ to me both are indicative of something really really remarkable which is that they're still just completely new things that we can make in this medium mm. right things where you look at it and you go like what wow okay i guess you make, can do that they make so much with so little you know yeah. like the, the, there's no sophisticated sound effects but the choice of the music how they they use sound effects for like characters talking and stuff like that it creates such a unique atmosphere yeah uh, I, I i really like how you express that it both gets more grounded but also more surreal like, you, you know, the place feels more real, but also just the whole thing gets really out of hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it's such a well-picked balance because they could have just gone, they could have gone all in. Yeah. But they hold back just enough that you can suspend your disbelief. And it really, yeah. it's just really, really well done. It's this wild combination of like I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's kind of funny. It's, it's it's disturbing. It is a bit of both. What should I feel right now? Like it's very rare for like a story that gets to that layers of complexity that can like you know trot that line so so finely as uh, Norco did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I find that a very convincing argument. I yeah, have to me say. Me too. I haven't played the game, and it's very convincing. I won't lie. Uh, I will not fight for the other one as as hard because, like, I genuinely think that Norco is one of those games that a lot of people need to try out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atari Fifty is uh, is the second one that I wanted to speak about. I think just because of how important it is. Uh, so uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was my first console, and um, uh, so, uh, but like, um, but like the the consoles I have a lot more emotional aff- affiliation to are not the Atari consoles. It's the stuff that came afterwards. So the MSX, the Nintendo, the Mega Drive. Those are the things I like. You know, have a lot of emotional ties to. Um, the Atari was like, um, you know, like I have some attachment to, but not as deep. So I wasn't expecting much when I was went into this. But what Atari Fifty is basically, you walk through the timeline of the company. And uh, this timeline is interactive. That includes all kinds of material, whether it's text, video, images, and the games. So, like, you could, as you browse through the history of the company, you can learn more about what happened. And, like, you know, the crazy times of the dawn of video games, basically. And you can play the games that they're talking about. Plus, like, the developers reimagined a lot of those games in, like, a modern gameplay format. Um, so I found it to be super cool about like, uh, because it's important, like what it does in terms of like documenting our medium mm-hmm. and allowing people that haven't lived through that era to be able to see what was it like, you know, back then and make it immediately approachable for them to play it. And I'm playing this and I go like, oh, oh man, if they can make like one like these for like Neo Geo, you know, or, right. <laughs> or Sega or Nintendo, you know, like like all of that wealth of history uh, that is like, you know, now archived, available for people to try and for people who haven't experienced it back then, they can like learn so much more about how the medium came together through this uh, game. Uh, and that's why like I ranked it very high on my list is just because of like, it's important and I really hope that they make more of this. Mm-hmm. Those are both really compelling <laughs> arguments. I don't have... 
as compelling arguments from my two, unfortunately. I'm not going to do it justice, but I'll I'll give it my best shot anyway. How about that? Do okay, it. No. Yeah. So the first that I have is Marvel Midnight Suns. And the reason that I think we should give it a chance is because I feel uh, it had two reasons why people kind of overlooked it. One, it was not, in my opinion, not very visually appealing. Um, like, you know, I don't like not the best animations, not the best models. And two, it came out really, really late this like last year, 2022. So I think it didn't make a lot of people's lists. But the gameplay is really solid. It's uh, they they didn't just follow the old XCOM formula. They have this new card game as part of the strategy game, and it really has a lot to do with the location of the characters and where they are. Even if this wasn't Marvel themed, I would think it was really solid. Um, and I feel that a lot of people overlooked it un- unfairly um, and I really think it deserves a, a second look or a first look for most people mm-hmm. I, the, I haven't played that I really wanted to play it myself I heard nothing but good things yeah the gameplay is solid it was a, it's a lot of fun uh, uh, there are a lot of things that are uneven it has a lot of rough rough points uh, the visuals are one of them but like uh, otherwise ser- seriously solid and you get used to it after a while you just don't see that anymore um the second game I wanted to make an argument for is Cult of the Lamb. Um, mm. I feel it had so much charm and personality, and it handled the narrative so well, and like the, th- the thematics of it. And I really like the contrast between the cute and the evil. <laughs> so it was a very lovable and 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 very different charming. game. Yeah, very yeah. charming game, and, yeah, and it was charming. different in its approach. Um, yeah. And I think it stands out for that reason, and it really also deserves a second look. I like it a lot. I, I really enjoyed playing it. Mm-hmm. I love how they uh, did the theme. I think mm-hmm. like the you know like the, there's a lot of these mechanics that we've seen before, but like the the, the thematic twist on these mechanics, um, I think is very fresh. It's like a really fresh take on multiple genres mixed together in a very fun way. And yeah, it uh, it's very charming. It made me laugh a bunch of times. Me too, absolutely. Yeah. Osama, I actually, before we move on to my list, you mentioned a game that I I would love to sort of poke at, like Dome Keep. Yes. So have you played it? I I did, and I loved it. I loved it too. I loved it it, it too. It didn't get get my list because it was too punishing for me. Yeah. I, I it didn't make it on my list as well because once you you lost or once because you know it's a roguelike exploration game where you're digging around getting resources and then there's a timer a segment where you have to pay, play a very simple tower defense type game. I loved that back and forth where you're yeah. just relaxed and exploring and then all of a sudden you're you're under attack and you have to like. Uh, what I loved also is because it's a, it was a roguelike, there wasn't a specific build order because you each each playthrough you unlock different buildings, and so you had to adapt. You just you can't just look up a guide and be like, this is the optimal mm-hmm. way to play this game. There is no optimal way to play the game. You just have to kind of wing it with what you have, and I like that. I like the you know the, in the moment part. Uh, I felt it was light on content. And mm-hmm. the the more you get into it, the the playthroughs got longer and longer, and losing and starting over in that roguelike yeah, felt that's bad. That's ex- that's exactly it. It was too yeah. punishing for me. Exactly. Like other than that, it was amazing. I think if they added content and made the gameplay sessions shorter, uh, they would they have a winning formula on their hand. Uh, it's yeah. a great game. It made my my top list, uh, but you know it was lacking in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that that yeah no that's pretty i I was curious about your um i was curious about your reasoning because i I feel the exact same honestly yeah like the base of that game is so good so good yeah but it just uh, you know the the second time i i died in a in a fairly good run i just i couldn't do it yeah, I think I, I played three runs. And yeah, my set, my third was really long, and once I lost, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go through that again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame because I didn't even yeah. see all the content yet. But you no. know, but so. it's not worth it's not worth the effort. Yes, it didn't uh, change is... enough for me to go through it yeah. all over again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my my two games really are. Um, um, I want to make a I want to make a very strong argument for the case of Golden Idol. So. Uh, I I need you two to just look up this game real quick. I, I went there and bought it on Steam already. Yeah, look at look at the <laughs> screenshots. Yeah, this game is not pretty. <laughs> no. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's not ugly, but it has a very. Um, I can't say it's intentional. It has a very effective art style for what it's trying to be. Particular. It's particular. It's a little uneasy. It's a little like it doesn't it doesn't exactly feel right, right? Um, in the game, you play a detective and you're trying to solve a number of cases, um, and you're trying to do that in a way that might be reminiscent of something like the Return of Oberdin. Mm-hmm. And I love the Return of Oberdin. Yeah, one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, so one thing. of my favorite, absolutely. I would argue that this game. Does what Oberdin does better than Oberdin does it? What? Impressive. Yeah. Okay, this is I, going I was, the top of my list now. I was shocked, right? Um, and even even uh, Lucas Lucas Pope, who who made Oberdin, mm-hmm. basically said that this is just super good, like great 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 mysteries. I think is what he said. It has incredibly good writing. It has really, really clever puzzles that force you to approach them in really, really smart ways. Every place you go to, every scene you're in, has um, attention and love and care and and uh, you know uh, ways of helping you solve the thing. And everything comes together um, in such a wonderful way. And just like Oberdin, there's scenes where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to brute force the last two parts of this. <laughs> um, but it really feels like it could be done. Um, and the combination of sort of like solving the the murders with this incredible storytelling and like even like a little bit of like, it can be a pretty funny game at times. Mm. Um, it's just... It's just I was just I was genuinely shocked. It's just super exciting. I can't wait to try it. Yeah. So the case of the Golden Idol, like just came out of nowhere for me. Got it recommended by a friend and just played it and just I just I was shocked. Um that's number one. Number two for me is Dwarf Fortress. Mm. And I'm guessing if you two have played it. It might have made it to your list, but it came out like in the last two weeks of the year. Um, But here's the thing. Dwarf Fortress is the kind of game that merits a lifetime achievement. Mm -hmm. Right? This is not a game that gets game of the year. 
this is not a game that gets like best Habibi's game of the year. Mm-hmm. This is a game that gets a lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because there's nothing like Dwarf Fortress and nothing like Dwarf Fortress will ever exist. Mm-hmm. Two people work for 15 years on the most niche of games that could possibly exist. Mm-hmm. And they work on it forever. And they make something that is so singular that I don't even think anybody can start to imagine a game like Dwarf Fortress. Hmm. It just, it can't be done. There's nothing like Dwarf Fortress. And I don't Hard think... to explain it to someone with just it, words. Really that's is. it. it it's, it's everything that... When, what, when the first people that made video games, when they were looking at how do we take, uh, you know, being a dungeon master into video games, how do we take that 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 sort of like Dungeons and Dragons vibe into video games, right? Where you have your DM and your storytelling. Dwarf Fortress is the game that does that. It is the game that makes storytelling part of the game in a way that couldn't exist before, can't exist before. And it does it by simulating so many things that in the end it makes stories. This is the thing that Warren Spector was dreaming of, right? Storytelling that just happens from systems. This is the thing that when when video games were in their immersive sim phase back in the early 2000s, this is what they were thinking of. And they did it. They just did it. They they didn't just do it. They did it well. I mean, they also proved that you need like 15 years to do it. But, (laughs) you know, they did it. Which to it was me early access for a while, right? I mean, it's it's like fifteen years at this point, I think. <laughs> um, there is nothing like Dwarf Fortress, it, and it is it is such a profound game in so many ways. It's it's still not the most accessible thing, even with the graphic user interface. But you know, the, there's games you can tell stories about. But there's no game that tells you stories that you can tell stories about. Mm. And I think that's just incredibly unique. And I just I just really love Dwarf Fortress for for being what it is. Because you know, the it it's the it's the for me it's the dream, right? A small small group of people just very fall in love with this preposterous idea and then just execute on it. Mm. Um, it's. I think it's everybody, every game developer's dream to have their dream game and just work on it for like 15 years straight until it's good. It's a terrible idea. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but God, is it nice to see somebody succeed at it? Yeah, it's super rare. So yeah, those those are my two. Wow, those are some very compelling arguments. How are yeah. we going to decide? Holy Just crap. to be clear, because it's one person, this is we're fighting between these six games for number ten, right? Maybe, or maybe we decide that one of the other games should not make it, and I think that should be our next step. Okay, so let's I actually think that will be way more interesting as we say, okay, we have nine games in the list now. Yeah. Again, to remind people, because it's been a while, that's Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap, Vampire Survivors, Return to Monkey Island, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stacklands, Metal Hellsinger, and Neon White. In no particular order. In no particular order. And we're going to have to figure out if there are games that we think should not make it for any of the games that have been mentioned before. 
Okay, so let's start with that. Any objections to any of these games? <laughs> it's hard to object uh, because they're so good. Yeah. The All only right. one on it that I'll I take, haven't I'll played... I'll take the first step. Sorry, yeah. you were going to say something. I was going to say the only one I haven't played is Return to Monkey Island, but I have no objections to it being on the list. I will take a stab at Stacklands. Okay, that's going to be a tough one, but let's yeah. go. <laughs> I enjoyed Stacklands a lot. I think the mechanic is super strong. And it was going to be on my list. But then the thing that made me remove it is that it did not have longevity. I feel like, you know, once I figured it out, you know, like the novelty, like it did not have the replayability that a lot of those games that we were speaking about or like that long-lasting impact mm. that um, a lot of those other games had. I can't it's a deny really that cool mechanic. Much. I really like the presentation, but uh, yeah, it uh, didn't, didn't have the longevity that I expected. I played okay. it for around 15 hours, which is a satisfying amount of time. So you're right. Like, usually card games, like, I probably have 200 hours on Marvel Snap at this point. I don't yeah. know. Something ridiculous. But, right. like, card games usually are played for longer. Uh, I don't think this one needed to. To be honest, I was I was done with it because I was done with it, not because right. of anything else. Like, I was like, okay, that was... I'm I'm moving on now. There was still a lot more to explore, but like I I was happy. It was a three dollar game, right? Like something like it, that. It it was a very small game, and for something that was that small, the fact that I got like what is it like probably also fifteen hours, maybe even more, um, out of that simple of a mechanic. And then when you, when you know how many cards are in the game, there's really not that many cards either. Yeah, there's not that many. They got so much play out of. Very few resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like I think that's super impressive. I, I would agree. It doesn't Very. have longevity. It's not Civ. It's not any of those games. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for what it was, I think it was remarkable. Oh, it's a remarkable game, without a doubt. Right. But, but you're uh, not sure it should make it into that. Oh, I'm somehow okay you feel like if I'm like okay I played with... that and I played Norco. If I comp- if I compare them. Yeah. Okay. You know, if I compare it to Dwarf Fortress as you're describing it, you know, right. If I compare it to Obradin, and right. this is you're saying is better. <laughs> you oh, know? Right. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. Yeah, I can't make. I can't argue against any of that. Right. That's true. I'm gonna argue against one that I had myself, and uh, uh, Fauzi, I'm gonna need you to defend it. <laughs> Which I'm one? doubting Return to Monkey Island. Oof. Does it do anything new? No, it doesn't. Really. It doesn't. But, but what it does that I think it makes it really remarkable is that it is so hard to make a point-and-click adventure game that is relevant <laughs> you know, in this modern age, let alone for like a very old franchise, and right. to make it as good as you remember it to be. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think the question that I'm stuck with is would I would this work if it wasn't Monkey Island? Would I have played this game and loved it as much? If the same people wrote it, probably. It's hard to say for me because I yeah. think a large part of it for me was the return to Monkey Island and being back yeah. with those characters and I think It's true. I might I might be a little bit more forgiving because it brings me back to my childhood when all games were like that. Right? Yeah. 
I thought it was a really good iteration. I think the ending was a little, a little strange, but you know, um, but I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm looking at, again, I'm looking at your, for you, I'm looking at Norco for myself. I'm looking at the case of the golden idol and, and dwarf fortress, yep. which both were higher on my list. Yeah. And I, for me, if I had to move like one adventure game from my list to, uh, to move forward, it will be Norco. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's say Stacklands and Return to Monkey Island both go to the danger zone for now. I would like to propose another game to go into the danger okay. zone. Uh, Neon White. Oof. Though I think mechanically it was it was solid. Uh, I really didn't like it aesthetically, and I actually thought that that like mm-hmm. I couldn't keep playing because of the story of and how annoyed I was with. The, the protagonist, the voice acting, the writing, all of that. And I, I feel I skip the entire story, and that's how I be like really, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What I did really <laughs> enjoyed I had the exact, it. I had the exact same thing. I literally did not like anything about the story or the world. Yeah. Uh, or the characters, but the gameplay was so good. I, yes, I cannot deny that. I cannot deny that. But I mean, if we have other games on the list, I, I'm not saying cut it completely, I'm saying putting it in the danger zone. Uh, so that a game like that I have not played, but that is better than Return of Oberdin can make it on the list, I would feel better about that. But that's yeah. just me. I would rather like for the novelty of it for Neon White to stay and cut something like the Turtles. Oh, but the Turtles is a masterclass in how to take an old nostalgic game, keep the nostalgia, and actually make it good for <laughs> today's day. That is right. a feat. And I think in that regard, it, you know, I played it. it. It does a better job of doing that than Return to Monkey Island did. Uh, that's fair. So, uh, you know, I, you know, we, we could argue that Metal Health Singer is really, really good. But is it that good? It's lower on my list. It's number 12 for me. So It's, uh, it's not even on mine. But, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But, um, yeah. I, like I, would, the- I would keep Neon White. I would keep Neon White. I would keep Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If I had to pick one of those three, because the other four we have on that list, right, is Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap Vampire Survivors. There's no argument for me on those. Yeah. yeah. Those are staying. I, I, yeah. There's literally no way I can remove those. Yeah. yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and Neon White, if I had to pick one out of out of three and Metal Health Singer is the third one, I would pick Metal Health Singer to go to the Danger Zone. Okay. I would do the same. Right? Okay. No objections. Okay. All right. Cool. So that gives us a dangerous uh, a list of Elden Ring, God of War, Marvel Snap, Vampire Survivors, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Neon White. And then in the danger zone, we have Stacklands, Return to Monkey Island, and Metal Health Singer. Yeah. That means we have six games. Six games on the, on the list. list. We have room for four. We have room for four, um, and we have three in the danger zone. Yeah. So let's see what makes it over then. I'll I mean. Should we Let's, like each move one? But okay. it doesn't have to be ours. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is this is we're we're all looking at the spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. Me, Osama, Faz, you're looking at the spreadsheet, and we're all gonna pick one. And we're gonna <laughs> copy. We're gonna copy the name over. I think. Yeah. Like from Our, the from like the way you describe both games, like Case of Golden Idol and Wolf Fortress, I feel like should make it. I mean, I think so too. I really think yeah. so. And I really think that Norco should make it. Yeah, I would vote for those three as well. 
Okay, well then that's not very exciting. We just <laughs> we just all agree. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. That's okay. I like that. We you know we also have like people people's listening time that we have to keep in mind and our own our own availability. We're running out of time. So. We are running out of time. We got to wrap it up. All right. So now let's we... see. Now comes the real work. All right. Yeah. So what's the list without the the games in the danger list? So the danger list is our runner ups. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do we all agree? I think the question is, do we all agree that the games that are in the danger list, Stacklands, Return to Monkey Island, and Metal Hellsinger, shouldn't be Dwarf Fortress, the case of Golden Idol, and Norco? I think I think we do, right? Yeah. They shouldn't be? Sorry, I didn't... Beat. Oh, beat. Yeah, I agree. All right, so one of those three in the danger zone is going to make it onto our list. Oh. Okay. So we have to vote for number 10 based from those three. Yeah, that's what okay. it looks like. So I cannot vote on Return of Monkey Island since I have not played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but between Stacklands and Metal Hellsinger, uh, for me, Stacklands is higher. For me, it would be Stacklands too. I played for, all three. For, for me too, Stacklands. Okay, so we have a number 10. Beautiful. We have a number 10. Now we just have to make an order work. Yes. All right. Okay. So How do we want to do this? We <laughs> so Elden Ring was number one for both of us, so that yes. locks it at top three in my opinion. I agreed. Same with God of War, same with Marvel Snap. It was same number two, Marvel number Snap. two, and number three. So it's top three for yeah. sure. Yeah. So God of War was a little bit more all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was second, fourth, and eighth. But looking at all the other ones and seeing as it's the only one that's uh, on all three of our lists i think that locks it in the top three as well i i can not for me but yeah because yeah. it's lower on your list than anyone else's which makes which is fair it makes sense right right i i i really like ragnarok i really did but i i have to admit at the same time i never could shake the feeling that i have played this game but better hmm in the in the first one like yes it does incredible stuff right and incredible storytelling great great combat i uh, really like how they expanded the combat to include so many more characters and play styles mm-hmm. ultimately though i can you know if i have to think of like god of war i'm still going to be thinking of god of war 2018 mm. i felt that it improved on the first one it it did it did absolutely Right, like it, it, it's there. There's improvements, but it just didn't have this. Like you know, sometimes a game is better in every way, but it's just not better. To me, it really felt like a continuation of the first game. Like it's really hard to separate the two. The first is incomplete without the second. And the second is incomplete without the first. Uh, so that's the thing. I think the second is incomplete without the first. I don't think the first is incomplete without the second. I felt the second was a wonderful story. Uh, the the first was a wonderful story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it, if they stopped there, it would have been fine. It would have worked for me. That's a beautiful story of like a father connecting I, with his child. But he didn't like connect yet. Super... Like the growth was resolved in the second. Uh, like really, well, I knew without spoiling because I don't want to spoil it. Of course, <laughs> like Kratos becomes who he's meant to become in the second, and right. not in the first. In the first, it it, it left a, a lot of things unresolved. Well, but it, it left it at a place where you could see that there could be resolution. True. 
and that, I think that's beautiful. You don't have to tell me how the resolution happens. You know, like the the greatest story of 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 our of our lives don't end that everything's okay now. They end at look at it. There's a potential, right? They they're now. It was God of War 2018 was a story about two people who were not in any place to deal with their grief and to deal with their hurt and to deal with their history, to deal with their fears. And it ended in a place where both of them could start to heal. And for two, I just kind of feel like it was just more. It just, it didn't really, it, it, it was good. It was a good game. But for me, it's not a top three game. Okay. That's fair. I mean, we could see if there's something that would take its place. Uh, right. So, to me, like it was just barely shy of my top three, so like I, I would easily be able to see it as top three for that yeah. reason. All right, so okay, let, let's let's figure out let's figure out the uh, the first part. The the let's start at the bottom. I think we should all agree that Stacklands is number ten. Then yes, agreed. Because it kind of came from the danger zone list. Yes. Um. Then we have number nine. Could I make an argument for either Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Neon White? Yeah, I'd put I think... Neon White lower than Ninja Turtles because of that. Okay, you, you know you... what? I I actually have no real objections there. Yeah, um, I think I like Neon White because it was a little newer, but like you said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a masterclass. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's rate masterclass above like good and new in this case. Okay, cool. Norco? You want to put Norco there? I'd put it higher. Seven? Put it higher. Yeah, but so I here's a strange one. <laughs> Osama, like I want to, I want to, I want to throw a curveball. Yeah. Vampire survivors. Yeah. It's number Seven. three on both of your lists. I know, but also it's number three on both of our lists, and not on yours but, at all. But we've heard arguments for games that deserve to be higher than it. And if I look at what we have left, I think Norco should be above it and everything else deserves to be above it too. It was a good game. It was really, really, it was a big hook that I didn't expect, but also yeah. I can't really argue that it's better than Golden Idol or Norco or yeah, I don't, any I, of those. I don't disagree with that. That's a solid yeah. argument. Vampire Survivor yeah. 7. Okay, okay. 7 Vampire Survivors. 6 then. Um, we've hit the hard part now. I guess that has to be Norco. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. If if Fauzi mentioned it already, yeah, yeah, then yeah, what an incredible game, though. Yeah, my God, I, I can't wait to play it. It's been on my list. Why don't I have more time to play games? <laughs> I only played 54 this year, and it wasn't yeah, enough. Just, if if, if only you had more time. If only you had more time. Um. Okay, 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 okay. Um, now it's going to get harder. I feel like for me, it would be very difficult for Marvel, Snap, and Elden Ring to not be at the first two spots. Agreed. They, they kind of have to be. For me, Dwarf Fortress makes it complicated. <laughs> but I agree that they're top three. For me, it's the, the top three is going to be Dwarf Fortress, Elden Ring, Marvel Snap. I don't Dark. see Dwarf Fortress being in the top three personally as well. Like I think, uh, I mean, it could be, 
but like it did, does not go higher than Elden Ring and Marble Snap. Both of those are masterpieces. Both of those. Dwarf are... Fortress is a masterpiece. I think it, it's a defining game of our industry. I don't think it. I haven't played it, but I don't know if it will be spoken about in the same way that Marvel yeah. Snap or Elden Ring I, will. I, I I agree. It is spoken of high, far higher than that. Like this is the thing about Dwarf Fortress. This is a game of 15 years, right? It's a legend. Dwarf Fortress is a myth. But in, in many it's ways, true. Elden Ring is the result of From Software honing their craft over more than 15 years. Also, this right, is and it, the top 10 games of this year. It's not like we can't really take into account. I mean, we can take it into account, but it's not it being reigning supreme as an original game for the last 15 years is just one aspect to consider. You know what I mean? I, I do. But I also think that Dwarf Fortress in the end is, it's the promise of video games as the promise was posed at the start of video games. When this medium like really started to grow, Dwarf Fortress was what people dreamed of. It was just never possible. And here it is. And to me, that's, that's remarkable, right? And, for me, that makes it, you know, like like I said, this is a lifetime achievement game. It's the kind of game that I really wish you could play it real quick in the next, like, four minutes. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's going to work. So how about this? Let's figure out five and four first. So it sounds like this is, like, the spots for God of War and the case of the Golden Idol. If Osama does not object, because he said he doesn't see Dwarf Fortress in the top three at all. Yeah, I, I, I have a very hard argument, like a very hard time seeing Dwarf Fortress higher than God of War as a game of this year. And mm. God of War only was fourth on my list, but even then, um, if if you both agree that it should be in the top three, I will absolutely see that spot. But like that's still yeah, my opinion. I, I agree with you, Osama. Like God of War was number two on mine. Yeah. Yeah, God of War to, to me like deserves to be in the top three of this year. It was still a best in class in a lot of different things. The, not yeah. everything. It didn't do everything right. It did a lot of things wrong, in my opinion. But the things it did well, it did so well, so 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 well that it's actually going to influence a lot of games going forward. Triple uh, A yeah. cinematic combat games specifically, but still, that's yeah. a big chunk of the games that are being developed. For Triple A, there's so much inspiring about that game. Yeah. About like yeah. God of War and Elden Ring, like yeah. you know, there's genuinely lots of times, you know, as I'm playing Elden Ring, I'm thinking, how did they do this? Yes, right, yes. You know? Like, like, where I, was I, the seam here? It was seamless. Yeah. How did they pull that off? How did yeah. they pull that off? How did they make all these enemies so interesting? How did they make yeah. all these enemies? Period. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. how many did they have thousands of people? No, it's from software. Oh. They don't have thousands. Of I like people. that you're both talking about two separate games, by the but way. They Osama. both pushed in different directions. They That's the thing. But they directions. both pushed in those directions. Right. So here's the yeah. thing: I don't think God of War. I don't think God of War is a top three game for me. It just, it just, it just isn't. It was good. It was really good. Like I really liked it. But like I look at these other titles. Elden Ring definitely is top, like, is top two. I, we can argue Marvel Snap Elden Ring for me, but like, I think Elden Ring should win it. But God of War over Dwarf Fortress for me, that just doesn't work for me. Okay, I can concede to that if we get Elden Ring and Marvel Snap at one and two. Yeah, I'll agree. 
Okay. All right. So let's figure out five then. The case is Golden Idol. Go for it. Yeah. And I cannot wait to play that game. If it's anything oh, like you're... Oprah Din. Oh yeah, my you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I am going to have dinner after this, then I'm going to play it. That's uh. my plan for tonight. <laughs> Number four. I would argue for God of War. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I will see. That. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The number three, Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress. Fortress. Number two, still Marvel's hurts a little, Dab. but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. And the number right. one, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. There you go. That is a good list. Let's see. Let's let's all read it one time, just quietly, and see if we're happy. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, it looks okay. good. Well, um, let's, let's read it for the audience. Let's read it for the audience. Uh, do we just take terms, Fauzio Samarami? Sure, from yep. the bottom up. Yep, Fauzi. At number 10, Stacklands. At number 9, Neon White. Number 8, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Number 7, Vampire Survivors. At number 6, Norco. Number 5, The Case of the Golden Idol. Number 4, God of War Ragnarok. Number 3, Dwarf Fortress. Number two, Marvel Snap. And the Habibi's Game of the Year, Elden Ring. I think very well deserved. Beautiful, beautiful. Very well deserved. Oh, just in time. We what a year for video hour. games. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a year we for played video so games. many games and so many different games than each other. Right, right. <laughs> and it's all incredible. of them good. Yes. What a year. <laughs> Truly what a year. I think we're going to wrap it up because we have stuff to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I got to get back to work. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for tuning back in to the Habibis. We're glad to be back. Uh, hope that all of you have a very exciting 2023. For now, if you have any objections to this list and specifically to Osama's entries, please email us <laughs> at info at <laughs> For now, Happy New Year and Salam. Salam. was the Habibis podcast for this week. I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubayla. And the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea. With new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salam.